Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. Uh, those of you who have been following me for a while, you know that I've been covering the King Warrior Magician Lover archetypes in a lot of detail by now. Recorded, I don't know how many hours of content on it, and recently I've started to zoom out a little bit in order to explore the larger frames, the meta frames on what's going on in our world right now. I am someone who has been very interested in the Jungian way of viewing the world and the psyche for a long time. Without, mind you, without ever being academically trained in it, I'm very much an empirical learner. I learn by doing, I take people through processes, I experience spontaneous revelation, and I apply the revelation in laboratories of transformation, be it in Reclaiming a Throne or other places. And then I check, do they work? And if they work, I keep them. And if they don't, I discard them. So everything that I'm saying is essentially coming from an empirical laboratory about what actually works in terms of transformation. So I just want you to know that. I'm not academically trained. I never did a depth psychology degree. Ruben though, Ruben Benjamin Gorsman, the, the current course leader, he took over from me after I stepped back recently, this young prodigal man from, from Netherlands, he's in the middle of a training like this. So he also is very interested in the academic discipline. Actually, I'm as well, and I am studying more about it now. But bear in mind that as a general frame as I go deeper into this. Okay, so I've been exploring the King War Magician Lover archetypes up close. And in this empirical laboratory, I've been I've been harvesting the insights that I've been giving to you um, since the start of this year. And, and I am interested now to, to go into a wider exploration of the unconscious that isn't pigeonholed or limited by these four categories. And so that's why last week I started talking about the archetype of the apocalypse as a force of revelation and also the idea that when we don't allow ourselves and our identity structures to be humbled by the force of revelation, then ultimately the archetype of Armageddon may constellate, which, well, I don't think will happen. But this is how I have seen the world play out over centuries and millennia. And so right now, uh, we are in that process. And if, if this is unfamiliar territory to you, then just listen through the episodes from last week. So in, in this time, uh, I see that the themes around sovereignty and initiation are being supercharged. They are super relevant 
in our culture and in this in this time that we're living through. And I was one of the many people that started speaking about COVID-19 as an initiation back in the spring of last year when this was all fresh for us. And together with several other leaders, I hosted the Calls for World Renewal, which was about two weeks of inspiring calls, offering various services uh, to, to people who were struggling. But that initiation frame was central to it. And it's even more so now in my world. And so there, there is a perennial mythological theme that has been explored by the great mythologist Joseph Campbell. And this theme is the call to adventure. And that call to adventure is connected to the idea of initiation. And so in Reclaiming a Throne, when a man finally has the courage to commit to a three-month training with us, he has gone through many gateways of doubt and fear most of the time. Some men take a year to decide to do this training with us. Some take two. I think I've heard some take even three. And what that reflects is that there is a resistance internal to our psychological experience against change. The, um, the blessing and the curse of reclaiming a throne as an organization and as a training is that what we deliver works. It works like crazy good. And a lot of people actually prefer to throw money at the fire, giving themselves an experience that they're investing in growth, but, the, but everything just burns up in the flames and, and you're right back to where you started. This is one of the absurd realities of the personal growth movement is that since our identity structures are so attached to being consistent with themselves, ultimately we don't actually want to change. And so a lot of people are spending thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars paying money on not changing, paying money to give themselves the experience that they're doing something good for themselves but actually just perpetuating their current experience of stasis and status quo. So that's what happens for a man a lot of the time is that he feels tremendous reluctance to actually enter reclaiming a throne. And I have come to see that this is actually because he knows that it's going to work and he may not want that because when it works, he's going to change. And that's scary. And I believe this is a microcosm of what is happening now collectively connected to the so-called pandemic. Because right now there is a battle between sovereignty and let's call it slave mentality, where there is grounds for a movement for individuals into sovereignty that's unlike anything that I've ever seen before financial sovereignty and psychological sovereignty is easier to achieve now than ever before. I believe that with every part of my being, that may change in a year or two if the levels of oppression in our culture keep escalating. But right now, it is very true. 
But at the same time, we have greater levels of demand for obedience from authorities than I've seen in my lifetime. And for instance, in, in Norway now, I saw very recently that they, the police are piloting new initiatives for visiting people in their homes when they have written something that is deemed provocative or dangerous online. And the, the justification that the police has is, oh, we need to ensure that free speech is maintained online and that people don't get bullied by bad people online. And so we're going to seek out the bullies in order to maintain free speech, which is just the most ridiculous spin that I've ever heard. Because of course, in this case, in 90% of the cases, it would be the police acting like bullies, like they did fairly recently when an activist, a left-leaning activist actually in California, was visited by police and accused for death threats against Congresswoman Cortez because he had had the gall of criticizing a performance that she had in a debate and then that had somehow been construed as a death threat. And this is the kind of reality distortion field that we live in. And because we're living in this, I know that every time there is some sort of move towards more control, it is not in service of our personal sovereignty. What is required here is obedience. And we're going to be looking at a culture that is going to move towards more and more demands for obedience over the next couple of years. I believe that is, is inevitable. But at the same time, we have the move towards greater levels of sovereignty. And so we have a force and a counterforce in culture right now. So the, the, the call to adventure, the call to initiation and individuation is, of course, the move towards sovereignty. Leveraging the crypto markets for financial freedom, for instance, that is possible. Uh, leveraging the amazing networks and personal transformation programs that are out there to move towards a much greater level of internal solidity and empowerment. So that is super possible. I see so many people do it, but at the same time, the, the fear that is being pumped into the collective imagination is turning people who are less resourced internally or are less able to stand firm in their agency and in their commitment to truth and sovereignty. Those people who aren't that, they are right now, as we speak, becoming increasingly obedient and as such losing more and more of their sovereignty. So those people are finding themselves moving to greater levels of victim consciousness while those of us who are actually standing up and being clear that this is a time of initiation, we're becoming increasingly powerful. And it's like there's a rift in our culture right now. And Joseph Campbell spoke so beautifully to this in his work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read his words from, I believe it's a hero of a thousand faces. This is Joseph Campbell quote, refusal of the summons. This would be the summon of course, to the cult to adventure converts the adventure into its negative. Walled in boredom, hard work, or culture, quote-unquote, the subject loses the power of significant affirmative action and becomes a victim to be saved. 
and becomes a victim to be saved. This is important. This is Joseph Campbell. That means that if there is a call to adventure that comes from maybe just a subtle sense that something is wrong and uh, an inner whisper, a whisper within that says, you need to listen, you need to check this closer, you need to explore this for yourself. That whisper is summoning us to a journey of awakening that will literally change our whole lives and maybe even burn our present level of identity to the ground. And then we will reemerge as a new person. And there is a psychological mechanism inside of all of us that doesn't want that to happen. And so then, according to Joseph Campbell, when we refuse the call, we become a victim to be saved. Let me read it again. Refusal of the summons converts the adventure into its negative. Walled in boredom, hard work, or culture, the subject loses the power of significant affirmative action and becomes a victim to be saved. When you have become a victim to be saved, not only do you need safe spaces left, right, and center because you're fragile like 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 no other you know it's 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 a terrifying world for you all of a sudden but not only that but you put your trust in corporations and governments that tell you oh little boy little girl we're gonna save you you're so sweet little thing you don't need to think to yourself don't have an individual thought because we have it covered my dear You know, this kind of shadow parenting that is coming from corporations and governments these days, where corporations typically hold more of a father-like energy and governments hold more of a mother-like energy. But they're coming together, see, generating a field where people who refuse the call are encouraged to become increasingly obedient. And so this week, I am going to tap into these forces, these archetypal themes around initiation. So tomorrow I'm going to speak more about individuation and what it is and how we deal with it on Reclaiming the Throne. On Wednesday, I will speak about the underworld journey. On Thursday, I will return to the warrior lover bridge theme, which is very unique in Reclaiming the Throne, but I will speak more about it inside of a Reclaiming the Throne context. And finally, on, uh, on Friday, I will speak about sovereignty and the actual process of reclaiming your inner throne. So that's the journey I'm going to take you on this week. And um, I'm excited to have you. I've spoken with several people who are dear to me lately. And it seems like so many people are waking up gradually to the level of corruption that runs inside of our institutions. And I had one conversation in particular that was very fascinating to me with with a friend of mine who had two parents that experienced the Second World War. My parents did as well, but uh, my mother was born in 42 and my dad in 36. And so they weren't very old. I don't know how old these were, um, but she had been speaking to them and her parents had said that there was something intuitively that they felt in conjunction with COVID-19 that reminded them a lot about what it felt like during World War II. And so there are archetypal themes that run in our culture right now, in the collective, 
that are world war-like. And I don't want you to take that lightly, me saying that, because I don't speak words lightly. And that is terrifying, but it's also exciting, because it means that we are a generation that gets to be door openers, gatekeepers to a new paradigm that our children and our children's children will live in. They will walk through the door that we identified and opened a jar, or maybe even we will have the pleasure of walking through it. But we are preparing that, that passageway for the coming generations by responding to the call to adventure. So I just, I just found that to be inspiring, thought-provoking, scary, but also incredibly promising, because we know that World War II led to the emergence of the paradigm that was then so filled of hope, but that is now the paradigm that is consolidating the forces of World War yet again. And so that is the cycle of the evolutionary spiral. What was good becomes bad, what was bad becomes good. This is an antiodroma like Heraclitus talked about. In any natural system, one phenomena becomes its opposite and then it just keeps spiraling like that. And that's what we're experiencing. Okay, so that's the exciting, for me anyway, premise of this week. I am stoked that you're here. I'm looking out at the ocean, sitting inside now, seeing raindrops on the window. It was raining this morning. Apparently it's going to be a little warmer today, which is going to be welcome. So have yourself a great day. I hope you choose to join me for this week's explorations. And um, I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Talk to you then. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.